living in the world that we live in, you can be in contact with many different people that the first thing they talk about is not being good enough. They can't do something. It freezes us in that place of defeat and discouragement. They feel like a phony. I'm really not a good mom. I'm really not a good wife. I'm not killing it at my business. We fear we're gonna be found out and reveal we don't belong. So we tend to cover our true self with who we think we should be and limit our ability to overcome discouragement. In whatever season of life we find ourselves inadequate, where we are, with what we're doing, we need to take our thoughts captive. When fear overwhelms us and tries to make us take a back seat to where it is God is calling us, we need to capture those thoughts. Hey, it's Billy, and I'm glad you're here. For the next five episodes, we will be digging into one of the most prevalent emotional toxins, fear. We're gonna walk through the five-step process to freedom and peace of mind using the detox acrostic. D stands for determine the toxin or describe the toxin. E, examine. T, terminate. O, outline the plan. And X, execute the plan. More on that in a minute. First, I wanna thank you for listening. All of my episodes of the podcast, my social links, books, and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. I would love to hear from you. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to do. God is moving, guys. And I really want to invite you to come along for the ride and join this detox. Never let the barriers keep you, those emotional barriers, those emotional toxins keep you from accepting what God wants to do in and through your life. This week, we're going to be defining or describing the emotional toxin of fear. In my book, Distraction Detox, I go through a detox of a lot of different emotional barriers that we hold up to in the place of digging deeper with the Lord. And I found there were three leading ones, three categories, and they can overlap and they can intermingle, but these are the three defining categories, one being fear, the next being unbelief, and the last being shame and guilt. And I know those are two, but you can't have shame without guilt and you can't have guilt without shame in my mind. So that's where I tackle those. So this week, we're going to be defining the emotional toxin of fear. The first core toxin, the one that came out way above anyone else when I talked to people, when I did a poll online on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, was fear. It causes us to fight freeze or flee because of our uneasiness with it. Frightful fear or fearfulness is not the spirit God has given us. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but the enemy loves to keep us entangled in it because anytime the enemy can keep us entangled, he can keep us from allowing the Lord to to work in and through our lives. What kind of fears am I talking about here? The fear of rejection, the fear of success, the fear of failure, 
sometimes a fear of acceptance. Because if we're accepted, we have to step up to the expectations that come along with it. What about the fear of selfish ambition? We're so afraid that it's going to be all about us that we cower to where it is God's pulling us or leading us. The category of fear of being unable to maintain what we think we should be doing, the work titles, the notoriety, and really the fear of not being able to do it all. Fear, the core toxin of fear appears in comparison, concerned about what others think, and self-centered competition. These are fear-driven personal desires. Fear of comparison. That could be comparing ourselves to others. And what if we compare ourselves to others and find that we turn up short? The fear of others comparing to us. That concern about what others think. Sometimes it's not because you are a people pleaser or want to do everything someone else wants you to do, but it could very well be that you're just so worried about what people are going to think about you that then you fall into other categories of shame and guilt and things like that. What about the fear of the possibility of health issues? We become so fearful that we're going to get sick or that we're going to have cancer or that we're going to have skin cancer or we're going to get the flu or even COVID. The fear of what may come with that and what has been diagnosed or what may be incurable. I can say, honestly, I was never fearful of COVID. I was very cautious of it. Just having been a nurse in my younger years, there were things that I knew to be cautious of. I wasn't living in the fear of it. But then when I got it and I had such severe issues with breathing, my fear of death overwhelmed me. The fear of the possibility of dying, even though in dying, I know I'll see Jesus face to face. But in that fear of the process of dying, what would it be like? What would I leave, be leaving behind? How would my children react? How would my husband survive? Because we, God knows our cho- husbands can't survive without us, right? <laughs> but those fears of death came to me, and that was a very odd sensation to me. But it was very real. Some of the other internal blocks are the fear of being a good wife or a good mom, as well as the fear of never experiencing those blessings. The fear of being a good wife. Sometimes we can fear the positives, right? But then we have the fear of failure. What if we fail at being a good wife? The fear of being a good mom or not being a good mom. The fear of never being able to be a mom. I experienced that fear. After the birth of my first two children, I had three miscarriages. I didn't think I'd ever have another baby. And then God blessed us with our third son. But those fears were very real. What about fearing the future of what's to come, the unknown, the anticipation of what might be, the what ifs? Another fear is a concern of external danger. It can overwhelm our ability to connect or take a chance on an adventure or an opportunity. Sometimes that stops people in their steps of being fearful to walk out the door. Being fearful if an opportunity presents itself, what if I fail at it? See how all of these sort of interconnect and combine and overlap. And it's not one definition of fear that sends us into a place of doubt and discouragement. It's the overwhelming fear, the overwhelming 
Lego blocks piling on top of each other, or even like, um, even blocks of wood piled on top of each other, a house of cards piled on top of each other, that then the fear of all of that falling apart. Have you ever stopped the thought of going out on an adventure because of the fears of what may happen? Fear was the primary toxin in my life. I feared everything when I was younger. It was laced with worry. It was my go-to emotion. My detrimental reactions and responses were all rooted in fear. The scripture we're going to talk about today is 2 Timothy 1.7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And that's in the NIV. The ESV version I love because of the end of it. It's just a little redesigning of the words, still same meaning, but for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. He's given us power. He's given us love. And he's also given us self-control, that self-discipline. And we need to tap into that when fear arises. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. As we continue to define the toxin of fear in our lives, as we dig it up over time, the first thing we need to do is to spend time in prayer. We need to pray about it. Because if we're going to go through these steps together, which I'm hoping you will walk through these steps, because like I told you before, that God never wants us to let the barriers keep Him from moving in and through our lives. God is moving, and I want you to come along for the ride and and join this detox. There are internal and external distractions that come up in our lives that promote fear in our minds. Self-limiting beliefs stem from our thoughts and hold us back from all that God desires to do. These thoughts impose that feeling of fear that we don't belong where we are, that we can't belong where we are, that our accomplishments may be illegitimate or demeaning or self-imposed perceptions. There's actually a study I talk about in my book from uh, Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Imes, and it was done in 1978 at Georgia State University, which I found very, very interesting. Number one, in 1978, women doing a study is huge, was huge. And in the deep South is even bigger. But in that study, they indicated that high achieving women, and I'm going to point out that every one of you listening to this episode are high achieving man, woman, whomever you are, you are high achieving because you are seeking out ways to overcome the obstacles so that you can experience the peace and purpose God's calling you into. So all of you are high achieving, but this study indicated that high achieving women often suffered from imposter phenomenon. The term is used to designate an internal experience of intellectual phoniness that appears to be particularly prevalent and intense among a select sample of high-achieving women in this study. I haven't done extensive studies of women or men, but living in the world that we live in, you can be in contact with many different people that the first thing they, they talk about is not being good enough. They can't do something. It freezes us in that place of defeat and discouragement. They feel like a phony. I'm really not a good mom. I'm really not a good wife. 
I really am not killing it at my business. We fear we're going to be found out and reveal we don't belong. So we tend to cover our true self with who we think we should be and limit our ability to overcome discouragement. In whatever season of life we find ourselves inadequate, where we are, with what we're doing, we need to take our thoughts captive. When fear overwhelms us and tries to make us take a back seat to where it is God is calling us, we need to capture those thoughts. There's been many, many ways in my past that I've allowed fear to stop me. I've put a very good, pretty picture of Jesus and gift wrapped on the outside that I'm okay. I'm fine. But in my head, I'm telling myself these stories that I don't belong, that I'm not good enough, that I am going to fail. But I want you to start paying attention to your thoughts. As we define this emotional toxin of fear, I want you to pay attention to the fears you're having because it increases our awareness of those thoughts that are holding us back. And I want you to take a step of activating your trust in what the Lord can and do in and through your life and what He will do in and through this detox. Begin to accept responsibility for your thoughts, taking one thought and holding it for a while. How many times do you think about that one thought? Is that thought truth or is it a deception? Is it a lie from the enemy that's wanting to stop you? Show yourself some grace. Jesus gives us grace on grace on grace. Show some to yourself. And I want you to really dig into defining those thoughts, those negative thoughts of fear. What are you fearful of? What is stopping you? Begin a running list. I really want you to keep a running list of those thoughts throughout your day. You see, I want us to be fearless like Daniel when he was in the lion's den, faced with these roaring lions, but trusting in God. I want you to hope like Moses for the promised land. I want you to stand bold like David when he had that slingshot with that stone standing up against a giant. We can do anything God calls us to do when we have faith and courage. The will of God will not take us where he will not protect us and he will not provide for us. So today I want to challenge you with that question, what is the fear you're dealing with? Keep a running list of it. Write it down. Take them captive. Next week, we're going to move into how you to evaluate that thought, how to evaluate fear, how we can begin to find the path to overcoming this emotional toxin that's holding us back. We're going to talk about where did it come from? Why do we hang on to it? And how does it make us feel? But right now, I want you to begin to move forward to no longer being fearful, but fulfilled in taking that next step to where it is God is calling us into. The result of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives is a deep and everlasting peace. God's peace is not like anything in the world. Its definition of peace is lack of conflict, lack of conflict within our own brain. Christ's peace is a confident assurance in any circumstance. It doesn't have to be a perfect life with nothing going on, but we can find His peace. God is present. 
He's going to work out all for his goodwill. His peace drives us away from this fear. Jesus says he will give us peace if we choose to accept it. I want you to begin to accept it now, his peace, in that first step of overcoming this fear by defining it in your own life, taking that thought captive and keep a list of them. Keep it handy for next week's episode, I promise you. We're going to continue stepping into this. Let's move forward to no longer being fearful, but fulfilled. Thank you for listening. But before we go, can I ask you to help out with the show? Subscribe to the Start Small Believe Big Podcast where you listen. Leave an honest review of the podcast. Thank you in advance for that review because it helps others find the podcast and maybe be able to help transform their lives to overcome these obstacles. And if you have a friend that the podcast may bless, let them know. Remember, you can find previous episodes on my website, billyjouse.com. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life one step, decision, and action at a time. Remember that for the next four episodes, we're going to continue to dig into the one of the most prevalent emotional toxins, fear. We're going to walk through those four steps of the process to freedom and peace of mind using the detox anagram, and then we'll move into unbelief and then shame and guilt. If you want to have a printable of the five-step process, you can find that link in the show notes. God is moving. Come along for the ride and join the detox. Thank you for joining me today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. You can remember to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and also find any other uh, information on my website, billyjoust.com. I hope you're back next week for another episode of the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.